Hi, guys. Coming up on What Goes On Around Here Today, we got Marty McFly's mom, or as it now would be, Maddie and Zoe's mom, and one of my favorite people in the biz, Leah Thompson. Today on What Goes On Around Here with me, your resident rentayenta, Lisa Stanley, I'm pretty excited about my guests, who we, well, one of them, we first met back in 1983 in the movie Jaws 3D, where despite the fact she couldn't swim, she was cast as a water ski bunny. <laughs> After that, though, she made some right moves. In fact, she made all the right moves with Tom Cruise. And just a few years later, Leah Thompson became a household name after playing Marty McFly's mom, Lorraine, in Back to the Future. And since then, get this, she started more than, hold on to your hat, people, 30 films, 25 TV movies, four TV series, danced in more than 20 ballets, and even conquered Broadway in cabaret. Now, life is a cabaret for Leah and her two lovely daughters, Maddie and Zoe, who are following in their parents' footsteps with their new movie, which is a family affair. The Year of Spectacular Men is a funny story of self-discovery and a sisterhood that is heartfelt. And boy, can I say, we need this movie more than ever. And with taglines like, bitches need bitches... How can it not be? So welcome, bitches, to what goes on around here. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, before we get into the interview, uh, let's just take a minute and listen to this fantastic trailer. Hi, I'm Izzy. I've never been good in matters of the heart. Never had that moment, you know, where everything falls into the perfect spot. Who knows? Maybe this will be the year. You'll say that it's all right. Look at you, big sister. I thought you were just here for a fashion thing. Just a fashion thing? Oh, oh my God, Sabrina, can I get a pic? Yeah. I still think we can work this out. I think it's over. You can never trust a guy who has 20 of the same shirt in the same color. When I said there are other fishies in the sea, I meant like look through the sea, not immediately at the first person that shows up. Did you learn that in your sensitivity training course, Sabrina? There's nothing accidental about any of this. You're my big sister. <laughs> I just want to move on and feel better. Bitches need bitches. He kept asking me to tell him how big his penis. Oh, that's everything to a guy. You just gotta lie. All right, hi guys. Hi, hi guys. Welcome. Oh, so so I love excited. you so much. I love you so much. I really appreciate you both taking time to be here. I am thrilled to have you. I mean, I'm just starting out on my podcast and to get you girls well. What can I say? Ah, this is exciting. We're and I'm so happy. I can't wait to listen every time. Oh, I'm so happy. I can always listen to you. Oh, You're I love so you. Good. You're All right, look, great let's get right in it because I really want people to see this film. So tell us, this film, four years, guys, four years in the making, this is a labor of love like nobody's business. How did it come to be? Well, um, Maddie is my daughter, and she's always been an amazing writer. She writes songs. And, and fun fact, just a little side fun fact, uh, less than 1% one, 1 of movies are scored by women. Less than. I don't wow. know. What does that mean? One arm goes like, you know, anyway, less than. So only a half a woman scores one movie. Um, and, Which half of the woman? <laughs> and Maddie scored this film because she was a great 
a writer. She wrote amazing songs, always wrote the best in all through school from first grade on. And uh, so when she had this terrible year, I just kind of, you know, being a mother, like make lemon uh, lemonade out of lemons, I, I kind of said, you should write a movie about this horrible year you have at right when she graduated from college. And I believe you came up with the title first, right, Maddie? Yeah, we were in the car. We were driving on Mulholland and it was me and you, mom. Hi, mom. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, my sister Zoe, who's like an exceptional actress and the coolest person in the world. And we were all kind of doing that thing that I think a lot of people in Hollywood do where you sort of like wax poetic and talk about your pipe dreams like, oh, maybe we could all make a movie together and then we'd have a little bit more control and maybe we could, you know, give a film the sort of weight and the story and the tone and the texture that are is in the films that no one makes anymore right like that was our kind of mission statement and we were just in the car kind of like being cute about it and i was like oh man just making joking around. yeah we were joking around it turned into reality (laughs) so how did it go from talking in the car to actually making a movie it's I mean, making a movie is a series of one billion tiny steps. And then there's a lot of steps back and a lot of steps forward and back again and forward again. And it, it basically what it what happened was we were in the car. We were kind of joking. I was like, yeah, the movie should be called The Year of Spectacular Men. Like, well, you just came right up with that. Huh? I For some reason, that just popped into my head and everyone was like. That's a good title. <laughs> and they were like deadly silent. And then they were like, that's a good title. And so, but then I wrote it. And then it was kind of a different conversation. I spent, I had never written a feature before. I spent six months writing it. And when I kind of handed it in to my mom, I think she was like, oh, word? Ah, like, yeah, it was so I, I don't think, moment, huh? Yeah. Well, the yeah. script was. I mean, now I look back on the first draft and I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, there's all kinds of stuff, mistakes I see and things that drive me crazy. But it was a really good effort at a first pass at a feature. Like, it was not like a puppet show. You know, it was like a legit movie. It was very good. It was very good. And And then how did you end up being the director on this? Was that your idea, Maddie, or was that your idea, Leah? That was part of this sort of... um, the concept of the project was that uh, we were like, well, the only reason it would be worth it to drag something this complicated and difficult uphill would be if we could all do it together and essentially be able to put ourselves in positions that no one else was going to let us be in. So, like, my mom very generously always or sometimes says that, like, she doesn't think she would have been able to get a feature that was this unique for her first feature film. I know no question, I would not have been able to get a, a, such an amazing director for my first feature. My sister was a producer on it, and you know Speaking she had of a lot directing. Of how was it directing your daughters? And did you take any pages out of your parenting book to direct them? <laughs> That's a good well, question. you know, it's a, yeah, you're right. It's a really good question. Uh, it's so complicated too because it took so long. Well, to it's get not it the done. first time you've all worked together. Yeah. I mentioned you worked together in Mayor Cupcake in 2011, right. but it is the first time you are directing your children. Yeah, and but well, kind of. But we do a lot of you know now everyone's lazy or whatever. But you have to self tape yourself all the time um, for for auditions. Yeah. So it's like essentially doing kind of a little movie when you self tape. So I mean, or it's directing. We direct each other. It's like, like fast food directing. Yeah. It's like drive through directing. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever get insulted by any direction that your mom gave you? 
No. No. No, you she understands. You dried and nothing was felt personal. You knew it was all about the movie. I think we were really good on set about not taking mm-hmm. things too personally. I honestly can only count like one or two moments on set where I felt like I had to like take a walk. And do you think it was helpful, Leah, or hurtful that they were real life sisters? Oh, how the chemistry is unbelievable. Like, you don't know. Like, sometimes people, you know, when you don't know when they're lovers on screen, don't really work that well. I know when they're lovers, there's no chemistry. It's really weird. It is. It's like you can almost tell when they've slept together. You're like, oh, you don't. Hundred percent. But with the sisters, they're amazing together. They're um, Zoe's really, really funny in the movie. She's great in the movie. And she's a terrific actress. Your daughter Zoe, terrific boy. She's working like a dog. Yeah, got a movie coming out every hour. It feels like. it literally has another movie coming out the same day as this one and yeah. poor thing she's like so big I don't I just was telling my, my is that the movie with Johnny Depp <laughs> no no is, it's for Netflix it's called Set It Up ah, it's, Set a, it up is it's like out, right. amazing romantic comedy um written by a woman Katie Silberman directed by a woman Claire Scanlon anyway th- and she's amazing in it and blah 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 so this was but, good that you two were real life sisters to direct this was better than to have two non real life sisters you think oh yeah I think so I think it's really there's a really special Absolutely. comedy uh, chemistry between the two of them They're did you really guys funny. always get along as kids you and Zoe no, no no we fought like cats and dogs so the fact that you're making this movie together it's a whole new world now yeah well, there's, I think there's also a healing process that happens when you go into doing something that seems kind of scary and complex. I know that I think we probably healed a lot of stuff that was like left over from when we were kids by just having to be professional, having to work through our resentments. So it was kind of like a therapy session. In a way, in an intense way, because yeah. you're on a set and because it's kind of high stakes because you can't mess around because right. it's thousands of dollars because your mom will kill you because <laughs> <laughs> your mom will kill you all right now look leah you've directed quite a bit of television i don't know if mm-hmm. people know this but you directed a few episodes of switched at birth your mm-hmm. tv show which can now be seen on netflix um but you've never directed a movie and you said or i heard someone say that you that annie hall was a huge influence directorially in what way uh, you know i when my when I hired when I hired my amazing DP Brian Koss, he was like, "So what? What's the look? What are you looking? How how do you want this to look?" And so I really started to think about it, and I I just wanted it to look like Annie Hall, which was a weird thing so to do weird. for a, for a millennial movie. I I didn't want it to be that new kind of like handheld Shaky, indie, you know. I wanted it to be like the old fashioned movies from the the eighties and the seventies, like really well thought out. I wanted it. Well, it was my feature directorial debut. I wanted it to be a real movie movie and so we used these anamorphic lenses and we we had this color palette that reminded us of of Annie Hall and that's obviously a great DP shot that movie so that was my weird inspiration but you also you also said something nice too she said to me she was like I want to give your generation the opportunity to have a movie that looks dope yeah like all of all of our films are like the movie well first of all no one makes movies for for millennials so that's just a whole other top don't get me started it's like my whole crusade but they look like garbage when they do get made so my mom was like that's probably why nobody's making them because if they're not going to look good i don't know i mean i think it's a stylistic thing and it's it's just like what's in vogue right now but we didn't want to be trendy 
that right. was the opposite of what we wanted to do. To shoot it that way, like it's a real, it's that's the reason you shoot that way with two handheld cameras because like, it's just less it's money. It's really much cheaper. You yeah. light the whole room, but, but I, you lose the value. I, well, I, you don't you don't get to be thoughtful about the shot about how how it is. And we had so many locations and so and I wanted them all to be different, like the spectacular men. Each one of their spectacular. Apartments. I wanted it to be completely different, and and I wanted it to be very lush visually, which is something I also learned from working with uh, Bob Zemeckis on Back to the Future. All of his frames are really beautiful, and they tell a lot. Full. Of, she full was of story. unbelievable. Like she would, they would, they would square up a shot, and they'd be like, "Okay, we're ready to shoot." And like my mom, hi mom, she would like <laughs> run in. <laughs> she would that. hi. She would because it's like weird when you're at a work thing and you're like, and then my mom, um, and she would run into the shot and be like no 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 this doesn't tell the story quite the right way and i would see her like futzing with stuff in the top right corner of the frame or whatever like art you know like set deck and she would be just kind of squishing everything in the right way messing up a shirt or doing a thing so that real life well everything is about telling the story better and you were like you were savage about it. It was like, because the best filmmakers are. And sometimes of, I think the movie is like too jam-packed with beautiful things to look at. Well, that's never it a problem. It means you have to see more of it. Speaking it of jam-packed and things to look at, how weird, Maddie, was it having your mom direct you in the subject matter of relationship and sex? And did I see that she directed three sex scenes with you? <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was. She did. And Hashtag Maddock. The only... <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's kind of a boring answer, I guess. But the only thing I can compare it to is like the way our mom dealt with sex and sexuality with me and my sister when we were growing up, which, which was how? very honest and open and about having frank conversations and not about like trying to pretend like, you know, she wasn't up to no good in high school. <laughs> like, it, you know, she was like, I was a real person when I was your age. There's a weird thing I think that parents do where they like omit every detail because they think their kids are stupid she knew we weren't stupid really honestly she was like no I know they know what's going on so well, if she admitted you were stupid that would mean she and Howard are stupid no <laughs> they're really they were amazing oh, yeah, parents 100%. but I think it the same thing applied to the film like it was like she was like I'm I, you know I would assume you went through some was that weird for you stuff. Leah to do that uh, the to scenes? direct the sex scenes? Well, I certainly knew that they were happening because I, re- well, I read obviously. the script. Yeah. She read the script. <laughs> so, and I thought they were hilarious. I mean, I, see, one of the things I learned early on when I did love scenes was that it's it's not just like about, oh, aren't we beautiful and we're having sex now. There's it's, a, it's scene a scene. It's happening. a reason for it to happen. It's furthering the story. It's furthering the character. And... Uh, so that's how we shot them, like scenes, and and they were they're funny, the and they're only sad, one, and they're beautiful, and they're tragic. The know. only one that was really hard was with Brandon T. Jackson, who plays my I think third boyfriend in the film, one, Logan. the nice boyfriend, <laughs> and he's he's a nice boyfriend, and Brandon is like such a star. He's so amazing in the movie, and he was so respectful and so generous and kind, and wasn't like tweaking about the fact that my mom was like in another room at monitor. But that one was tough because we were shooting in a really crazy location and literally it was like a flop house for artists and it was supposed to be like a quote unquote closed set. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, fake humping poor Brandon. And all of a sudden this like 40 year old stoner in a bathroom walks through the room and I I was like, um, who was it? 
hello. Some guy who lived there. <laughs> some guy who just lived there. We didn't have much for locations, so we had to get some pretty expensive. And he came out of nowhere. No one knew. Like he came from like the attic, or maybe he was living in the attic. It was narnar. Like he walked through the set, and I just was like. Anybody want to? Like, I was in, like, pasties. and No, no one said anything. Like, he was just hanging out. It was also 250 degrees. But even crazier than that, you think it was weird for us? The weirder part is that he didn't think it was weird that there were two people doing a sex scene on the camera. (laughs) He just kind of was like, what up, guys? And we were like, you need to go now. And he was like, is there crafty downstairs? that is hysterical. Actually, it was more awkward, not not for me, but for the actors. Because, like, the first day we had um, Nicholas Braun, who's an amazing... We have such great actors in this movie. And he is a a family friend. And so there was Howard and I, dad and mom at the monitor, and he was doing a sex scene with Maddie. Like a hilariously embarrassing sex scene. And he was very professional. All of the guys were like the most pro, most amazing. I love them so much. They're Cameron so Monaghan. good in the movie. Cameron Monaghan, of I course. Jesse oh, Bradford. I, love, Jesse I, I Bradford. love this cast. I love this movie. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So you know how I like to turn people on to good products and to good things? Because, you know, I'm a product whore. What can I say? And right now I'm so obsessed with the highlighters. And my new obsession is Rihanna's new line, Fente, sold only at Sephora. And it is the best highlighter I've ever used. In fact, one of my favorites is called Trophy Wife. And when I say all that glitters is gold, I am not kidding you. It is the best gold highlighter I've ever used. So head to Sephora today and get you some. Okay, we're back. What goes on around here? I'll tell you what's going on around here. I got Leah Thompson and her darling daughter, Maddie Deutsch, in here. We're talking about the year of spectacular men, a fantastic movie, and the fact that you directed this movie and your kids are starring in this movie. The future of Hollywood is definitely leaning toward more women directors, don't you think, Leah? I hope so. I mean, uh, my husband, Howard, is a director, and sometimes he complains about it. He's like, they're hiring all these women. I said, honey, it went from 7% last year to 9% this year. Calm down. (laughs) We're not taking over the world. Just, you know, the world is safe for white men still. It's okay. What The national (laughs) nightmare is not over yet. (laughs) What will be your focus in the future? Do you want to keep directing, acting, writing, all of the above? Because I've heard you say... Acting is easier, but directing is more rewarding. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I did a pilot for Fox, a Lee Daniels pilot that didn't get picked up. And I was like ambivalent at the time. I was like, I can't come. Okay, yeah, I'm going to make more money and it's going to be easier and it'll be a lot of fun. But then I really won't be able to continue with my directing push. So um, I just feel like for me, it's it's nice to feel like I'm going, I'm moving upward because as an actress that's getting on in years or whatever I am now, there's it's going still down. beautiful. Oh as ever. well, thank you. But there's not very many. I appreciate that. But there's not that many parts, and um, they go to the people who have Academy Awards or you know Emmys and things like that, which I. As of yet, have none. So uh, I have a people's yet. choice. Uh, but anyway, I so I, I feel like it's really hard to get parts. And if I do, they're very small. I mean, right now, I, I have the Year of Spectacular Men. I have Who We Are Now. I have Sierra Burgess as a loser. And I have Little Women coming up. Yes, Little Women. And I play 
supporting and you roles have as a mothers. Daughter who can write as many movies as you'd like to perform in, I imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, she's always trying to crack the whip. But I've got I've got my own plan. Do we have I some dream projects plans. between you girls? More family affair movies or by yourself? What's going on, Maddie? I think the the next one for me. Um, I think is just going to be mine. Um, not because I don't love working with my family. It's because I need to not love working with them so much. You need to break out. I need to like, I just, well, and the, the feature that I wrote that I'm, I'm trying to get set up right now is for me to direct and do the score for it again. Um, and I, it's just, it's so deeply personal. I mean, it literally makes this movie look like it's not even inspired by, you know, real life you know she wrote her next feature which is hilarious you're out no i read it and i thought (laughs) i get to direct it right and and then my husband read it howie who's a director and he said i get to direct it (laughs) and then we were fighting over it and she said stop guys neither one of you is directing it i'm directing it so there's actually a really good chance that howie leah and maddie will all be directing movies at the same time wow wouldn't that be crazy wouldn't that be great (sighs) I just got like such a Deutsch flutter, you know, like what is the deal with our family? We really, but you know what the thing that people don't realize is it's so funny. Like I was looking at the trailer on YouTube and I was reading the comments and most of them, which you're not supposed to do, but most of them were really nice. But then one of them was like, oh, nothing worse than when when famous people try to make their kids famous. And I was like, no, but I thought it was kind of interesting because it's actually just not the reality. Like, our family is so deeply entrenched in entertainment. Like, my dad's dad was the head of music publishing at United Artists. My grandma started Frank Sinatra's fan club. Her, my mom's mom was one of the first female disc jockeys in America. It's it's an old, like, it's, you know, not, I know it seems really weird to say, but it's not stage parenty. Like, I don't no, know how to blood. explain it. It's exactly yeah. how I was. Yeah. My really? grandfather yeah. created tons of television, was partners with Milton Berle, George yeah. Burns, and my father became a very famous television writer, created McHale's Navy, mm-hmm. and went on to do uh, hundreds and hundreds of episodics. So, and then went on to be a, a, a morning show host in New York, my dad. So, I've kind of followed in his foot totally as well so i get it yeah i get when you're when you're born like that and you're raised in that life it's really all you know mm-hmm. and it's really if it becomes your passion great i am certain your mother and i know your mom pretty well would never have forced you girls into this oh my industry God. no they f- they fully had like a nice cute moment on a fluffy pink cloud where they were just like maybe they'll become doctors and lawyers <laughs> and we were like ha 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 no like well i couldn't even get through second grade math okay no no she, she had to get me a tutor for no, math first. first grade i'm sorry i was trying to show off mom <laughs> sorry i was gonna keep it second grade but you you busted my balls just now wow <laughs> It was really first grade savagery on a level. They were like, she needs a tutor. I was like, it's first grade. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you knew I was never going to go into a respectful field. Well, for for someone who needed a tutor in math, she certainly learned how to write and score movies. So I don't think math is important. No, I mean, yeah, it's Uh, about finding your, you know, it's about finding, yeah, it's finding your niche. And speaking of which, you've got a project coming up, I think. 
think with Whoopi Goldberg. Can you talk about it? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, uh, I'm. It's just in development though, so hopefully that'll happen. It's a, it's a feature that I'm in development with. I've got a lot of different um, things I'm developing. And are right you now. developing a series of books as well? Yeah, a series Tell of books. And that. I also in like two weeks. I mean, I'm hardly. This, the chances of this happening are like zero, but. There was a fan. Don't say that. Put okay. it into the universe. It's going to happen. I'm actually going to Marvel to pitch uh, 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 not a remake, but a, a new movie about Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> because the fans asked for it. And because I love, she, no, I you're love not Howard telling the Duck. Them the good story. You were doing a Q and A, and someone was like, "Is there going to be a re, a, uh, uh, like an origin or a reboot or one of these things of Howard the Duck?" And you were like. In the Q and A, you were like, "Yeah, I should direct it." And then you got like a rogue email. It's like the mob. All this, they just knew. There's, there's well, cameras. The, there were the so wall. many fans. Well, let's and not let's not uh, make that movie out to be a, like the best movie because honestly, come on, Howard the Duck. That's why I have to remake yes, it. Yes, I mean so because you can make it the best. Yeah, movie. because now we have the technology. Yes. I because you know what, my job was to fall in love with Howard the Duck and Howard you the did. Duck, and I did, and I'm still in love with him 25 years now. And I hate that he's maligned, and I want him to get his day in the sun. I, I, I want this. with the technology that's available. She's now, got a serious chip on her shoulder. No, I do, and I'm here to right the wrong. I'm, I can't even tell you when I say anything about Howard the Duck, the responses I get. I go, listen, that was one lucky duck. He ended up with Leah Thompson. But honestly, I think that is a brilliant idea to remake it and give that duck his due day. Exactly. And it, it's a different different story. It's not the same now, thing. Now, that brings up this question. Who will direct that? Me. Leah. That's the whole point. I'm going to direct it. They would be lucky... They would be lucky to have her. No, Lee, no, she's no, the no. best, the best director. I'm, so I'm like, but I'm going, I'm going. They asked me, I'm going, and I have a really good pitch. Can, You're the can best you director. Share, can you share what the duck would do? Nope. Oh, nope. 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 Deadly nope. secret. Deadly secret. All right. So besides the year of spectacular men, there you go. The <laughs> which everyone must see that opens June fifteenth, and where can they see that? Well, it's playing in select theaters all over the country. Uh, here in Los Angeles, it'll be at the Lemley in Santa Monica, but it'll it's also goes straight to VOD and digital on demand as on well. Demand. But so like iTunes, not not iTunes yet. No, it's on really? demand. Yeah, first it's on. Uh, I, on we don't know. know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't, we'll how come it. they don't tell us anything? We had one express job, which was to sell the movie, and we did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On demand and digital, digital HD and on demand. That's exactly They're like, what this is. Just hold on one second. All we need you to do is just say when and where the movie's coming out. We can't even do that. Yeah, but it will be in in select theaters. But you know, then it'll go on different platforms. But um, all you have to know is the correct name, and that's the year of spectacular men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Click on that and go. You know, follow us on Twitter. And I'm what Leah. You have, as Kingdom you mentioned Kingdom. earlier, uh, the Little Women movie opening. Leah, when is that coming out? I think in September. And same with Sierra Burgess is a loser. That's coming out on Netflix. And, and Switched at Birth is on Netflix. Yeah, people, people can, are falling in love, love with it all over again. This is shocking to me, A, that they canceled it. I can't mm. believe it with the fanfare that goes on with this mm-hmm. show. But do you think they might bring it back to network? 
No, no, I don't huh? think so. They, they found their home at Netflix and yeah. that's it? Yeah, because well, but- Lizzie Weiss, the showrunner, she's also doing so much other stuff right now, yeah. too. Like, yeah. once the showrunner who was, like, created the whole life of the show is doing other stuff, it's like, you can't. You can't do it. Yeah, because that's the heartbeat of what... Yeah, and because there's so many reboots, and what about Caroline in the City? Can we see that? On I Netflix? hope so. That would be cool. No, okay, yes, I it is on dying. Netflix. Oh no, you know what? I think it's on CBS All Access. But how about rebooting that? I know that would be great. It's so great there, we had never. We were a little bit too young for Caroline in the City. Me and my sister, and we got our hands on some like bootleg DVDs of Caroline in the City and watched. We found this one episode. I don't think me and my sister have ever laughed so hard in our entire lives about ginger ale. Leah, she's sick in Caroline's sick in the episode, and she needs ginger ale. And it's just our mom walking around all like stoned and <laughs> sick for like twenty straight minutes, begging for ginger ale. I was like, this is the most tweaker idea for a TV episode I've ever seen in my whole life. She's like wearing gym clothes, and like no one's around, and it's like it feels like some kind of like surrealist like performance art piece, but it's so good. Well, so they you- they never could watch it because I had kissed different guys, and they'd cry so you haven't seen hardly anything I've no no done. it's the best they show. still cry i also have such a saw i really marked How my was words that, by the way watching your mother on screen kissing other men it was with your dad cried. right there. i had like a mage ish with it when i was oh, a they cried kid. like it was ridiculous and now I, i'm getting now you're getting me back by making me do love scenes oh my god <laughs> that's it isn't it i was traumatized mom i'm gonna say that i was traumatized from you kissing other guys so that's why i decided to make you direct me in a love scene that's really extra <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next for you, Maddie? After, um, of course, the Year of Spectacular Men opens June 15th. Yeah, you know, I think, honestly, it feels like it's become a full-time job releasing this movie because we really wanted to do it right. I think this is the part of making an independent film where, where people get really tired. Like, I had um, an ex of mine who's been working in the business forever. He said to me, he was like, man, you did it. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, most independent movies... You know, they get shot. They, they, if you're lucky, you make it to a festival, but most of them don't even get to distribution because it's exhausting. Yeah. It is a long distance yeah, run. Years, four not years. We've a been to a, a lot of film festivals, a lot of Q&As. We've been to and- like eight or nine film festivals. We've done a bajillion Q&As. We've done you know we were on care like we did we do all this stuff so it's i think if it really feels like a full-time job right now doing this but then um but the rewards will be fantastic but because she, of the way you promoted yeah and but maddie you have a tv show that's going yes. on this summer tell me is it coming out yeah 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 again one more time for the cheap seats they don't tell me anything <laughs> i know nothing <laughs> and i failed first grade math <laughs> Mom. No, hi, mom. What's it called? Outcast. Outcast. Yeah, you? Outcast. She did a show for um, is Cinemax. It was based on a comic, and it was a really good show. But they held. They, she did. They she, held it. They shelved it for a sec. I guess now yeah. it's coming out. Yeah. yeah, it's coming out in July. Outcast, the right. second season. It's. It was in Europe when we last time when we were in Europe. Everyone kept coming up to Maddie and like in Italy. My right? mom and sister were like, "She's not the famous one," <laughs> and they kept coming up. <laughs> they showed it in. <laughs> they kept going up to me. I was in Milan and people were like, oh my God, is that Dakota from Outcast? And my mom and sister were like, excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> she was super famous in Italy. So I had like a I brief. Just come hang out with the three of you for had a day. a brief and shining moment in Milan and then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Tell tell me real quick. You've uh, you're releasing a, what a song playbook? Yeah, no. So I'm um so I did I wrote the score for the movie and I also music supervised it. So I handpicked every song in the movie. And she wrote five songs for the movie as well. 
Yeah. Um, so we're releasing a playlist on Spotify. Um, it'll be like the Year of Spectacular Men playlist. Gotcha. And I think it'll be about 10 songs, 10, 11 songs. And um, a lot of them on there are original songs I wrote for the movie, but a lot of them are also bands that I love and adore. And then one song that isn't exclusive to that playlist is the song called 365 that I wrote with my friend Denver Daly. Um, and that is the end credit song of the film. Oh, so fantastic. we're releasing that. And so I said, why three- don't leave, wait through the credits and listen to the music. Yeah, the music is good. I'm proud of the music. All right, give out the websites and your social media where they can find you, Maddie. Um, really, you're going to find me on the gram at Maddie Deutsch, M-A-D-D-I-E-D-E-U-T-C-H. I'm always on Instagram. It's a slight problem. I'm going to a rehab facility for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you and half of the world. Yeah, literally. I, I love Instagram. I actually think it's like the most amazing social tool more than any other platform. Me too. That's yeah. my favorite one as well. And, and she's Leah? such a great photographer too. She's oh, out your social you. media and tags for the movie. How can we hashtag the movie so we know people are seeing it? Tell us where we can do all that. The, the Instagram for the film is at the Year of Spectacular Men movie. Okay. And hashtag. Yeah, you can hashtag that as well or okay. just hashtag the Year of Spectacular Men. But also, if you're making an Instagram story, there are gift stickers in this. You can go in your Instagram story and if you go on the gift yeah. part, you can find, just put in the Year of Spectacular Men and you'll find like a beautiful gif of me drinking an orange soda. I know you need that. <laughs> oh, it's a hot I'm ticket item. That the second we're done here. <laughs> It's a very hot ticket item. <laughs> she just showed me how to do it. Yeah. She was, Leah, we were trying to do the news and she was like, how do I figure out how to do the gift stickers? It's like everything's so life or death with social media. Especially with girls our age. It's a little harder. I, I have to always, I have to do deep yoga breathing sometimes. Like when I can't figure it out, I'm like, <sighs> she figured oh, out how to get the gift stickers. I got the but gift you do know your own website and your own. Yes. Uh, so we so please it's tell everyone Leah Thompson or Leah K. Thompson, depending on Twitter or uh, but it'll it'll have the little blue thing. And uh, <laughs> Savage It's another generation. <laughs> it'll have the little blue jack mark and, uh, and and yes, hashtag the Year of Spectacular Men. And I control our Year of Spectacular Men Twitter and there's a hundred and thirty followers because I'm not very good at oh, controlling. Well, we it. gotta get you some more. I know. It's, but it goes to show you Twitter. Again. Twitter what? Twitter handle again. Uh the year of spectacular men. That's it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, she's wrong. She's on to the wrong. I feel that she's wrong. Can we just say Yosem now? Yosem movie. Yosem just, film. It's Yosem film. YSM film, right? Mom, okay. Y-O-S-M and Y-S-M are also different. There's an extra letter there. <laughs> oh my I'm looking, god. I'm looking right now. <laughs> okay, um, it's Hashtag, it's uh, at <laughs> oh my god, it's at YSM film. YSM, it's not YSL, y- not to be confused with no. the purses. YSMF are capital. Oh my god, I've never heard go. any last 30 seconds have been the most confusing of my life. <laughs> I blacked out. She How blacked out. What Did you black out? Just go on Instagram. How just go on Instagram. Just go on Instagram. Find the year of spectacular men. And never mind that. Just go see it. Yes. It opens up in theaters uh, June 15th. Yes. I love you girls. We love, love you. So. Thank, Thank you for you. having Thank us. Thank you so much. It's the year of spectacular men. Absolutely. <laughs>